0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Krum and on this episode of Coffee and Van Chats we chat with two-time Olympian Vincent Dehater. Vincent is from Canada and is currently working on going to his third Olympic Games, but this time to the Summer Olympic Games in track cycling. We chat with Vincent in the struggles of switching between two disciplines, especially in this current pandemic going from speed skating all the way to track cycling. We talk about how that affects not only his 2020 Olympic Games, but possibly his 2022 Olympic Games. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. This episode is also brought to you by Chili Technology. Personally, I tend to run a bit hot when I'm sleeping, which can leave me waking up in the middle of the night sweating and uncomfortable. Chili Technology has created two really cool sleep gadgets, the Chili Pad and the Uller. These are systems that fit over the top of your mattress and use water to control the temperature of your bed, which can help lower your internal body temperature and trigger a deep, relaxing sleep. I personally use the Chili Pad and it's amazing. I love that fresh, cool sheet feeling, and this product gives you that the entirety of your sleep. Chili Pad has me feeling rested and ready to take on the next day. I've also even traveled with the ChiliPad all the way to Europe. Right now, Chili is offering all listeners a really great deal when you go to chilitechnology.com. All you have to do is use code CROOM at checkout. That'll give you $150 off both the ChiliPad and the Uhler. That's code CROOM, C-R-O-O-M. So go to chilitechnology.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm here with Vincent Hater. I've already butchered that. Can you pronounce it for us just because I think it'd be great for everybody else? To hear. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It's uh, DeAite. There you go. There you said it right. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, Vincent is, uh, he's been to the Olympics twice already, correct? Um, yeah. Winter Olympics um, in speed skating and now is giving it a crack in track cycling. Um, I raced against Vincent in uh, Cochabamba, uh, in Bolivia, and yeah, we got our teeth kicked in in the team pursuit, and then I got my teeth kicked in in the kilo, but man, it was a blast, um, and I'm honestly just glad to be back in America, back down to sea level where we can breathe. Um, but yeah, man, how are you doing? You're in Calgary right now. What, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, we just finished our first uh, track camp uh, with the guys getting ready again for some team pursuing stuff, so we did two weeks in Milton together. Okay. And yeah, so far so good. We didn't show up with we showed up with very ranging levels of fitness. Like some guys yeah. took the last three months off, some guys just did a bunch of road base. I've been here kinda training with the speed skating team, doing a bunch of different things and oh man. So we all kinda arrived with different expectations and you know, we we did okay, I think, and so it's a good start for us to uh to work through the season with this as a you know, the starting point.
0: Yeah, cool. Like, so what's that like? I mean, I guess you're probably like one of the first guests on the podcast that isn't completely retired or what have you. I mean, if anything, you, you're pretty much full gas right now with both the Winter Olympics on your mind and the Summer Olympics on your yeah. mind. So kind of like, how is that starting to intertwine? Because even on your, on your Wikipedia, it's starting to say that you'll start to change your focus in August of 2020 back to speed skating. But yeah, so like, how is that starting to intertwine?
1: Yeah, so my original plan when I started, you know, the, the journey on the track cycling team, yeah, I did a couple of interviews where, like, this is the plan, like, these are the tentative dates of, like, when I'll be switching back, and then because of uh, the pandemic and everything, kind of had to change everything up, and because essentially after the Games, I would have then a year and a half to get back into speed skating, you know, go to world, do a full World Cup circuit, and then do another year where it's the Olympic year. And with that, kind of getting all shuffled around, not even knowing if there's going to be a Skating World Cup this year. Uh, I'm currently uh, training with the skating team, but doing all the specific track camps with the cycling team. And it's kind of been working with both coaches uh, to try and figure that out, the scheduling and everything. And other than that, the uh, overall planning has changed from, you know, if if I'm on the cycling team and I go to the Olympics in the summer, well, then until February of 2020, so this year, I'll be kind of mixing both sports together just so I don't lose some, some skating specific uh, technical cues. Yeah. And then from February on I'll be full time, full gas with the cycling team. And then as soon as the games would end, I then go full gas with the skating team. Um, but that only gives me from closing ceremony to opening ceremony, it gives me about 180 days uh, between the two games. So there's going to be a bit of a, yeah, some tight turnaround. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what do you race on the speed skating side of things? Cuz when I when it comes to speed skating, you're pretty much talking to somebody that's like the only thing I know about speed skating is how to say speed skating and you guys are on ice skates.
1: Yeah. Uh my events are the 1000 meter and the 1500 meter. Um then a non-Olympic event that I'm probably best at is the team sprint. Uh okay. we still currently hold the world record in that. Oh, wow. Um but yeah, in skating, my best event is the 1000. I hold the national record in that and then my second best is the 1500.
0: So you hold the national record in the speed skating kilometer and the cycling kilometer. Yeah, yeah. I'm how pretty how dope about is that? It. That's pretty <laughs> sick. So, so which one's harder? Because I'm a kilo guy, American yeah. kilo guy, and I, that's it's hard as fuck. So like which, one, which one's harder, speed skating or, or cycling?
1: It's, it's hard to tell because uh, the cycling start is so torquey. And it's a slow moving thing. And then you get up to speed and it slows down basically. Like yeah. when you go fast on the bike, um, like the cadence is higher, but then the torque is less. And then it's the opposite for skating. It's skating. is like you start and it's almost like track and field. It's just like hop, 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 hop. Yeah. And then it slows down to like 60 to 40 RPM. If you were like, were to count like the strides per yeah. minute kind of thing. It, yeah. It goes to like 60 to 40 RPM. So versus cycling, it goes up to like one twenty, one thirty, depending on your gear.
0: Oh so is the load like back heavy on the the yeah. speed skating side of things whereas like on cycling it's like very front heavy like you almost yeah.
1: load up in the beginning and just hang on. Yeah, basically. Oh, uh wow. yeah, it's almost essentially that and then because it's so slow moving at the end you just kind of like grinding it out and like yeah. your full lactate just grinding it out versus on a bike if you're grinding out like you're not moving at all you like you have to keep the cadence up. Yeah. Um so it's kind of it's interesting that way but I think the Technical focus of skating kind of stops you from really reaching those like, yeah, 100%, like, max, like, crazy efforts where, like, almost where you're not really focusing on anything other than pushing versus on on the bike, you can kind of do that sometimes versus on the skates. If you do that, you're kind of like off position and you're not really using your force effectively. And it's all about like generating force by moving your body. And if anything's out of line, you really lose all that pressure. So you, you might as well not try so hard. Right on. Um,
0: yeah, that is that is freaking insane. So when so you you start, I guess the you know the chicken before the egg kind of situation. Like speed skating came first, I guess, from an elite side of things. But it's from the looks of it on your Wikipedia, it looks like you've been looks like you've been track cycling for a while. I mean, Canadian national champion when you were like seventeen, uh, over Zach Bell. Zach Bell, Olympian uh, in the Omnium. As well it's just great track cyclists great road cyclists so kind of tell us a little bit about how you even found cycling was it just like a cross training or how did you even get there
1: yeah i think cycling kind of came in in um if i say at earliest i would say 2006 i did some bmx racing up until 2010 uh just in the summer because i was looking for something to do in the summer because i couldn't skate in my hometown and then I realized like by 2010, like I didn't really have much endurance and it's really something I had to work on. Found a local road club. One year later, I got on the track for the first time, three weeks after getting on the track for the first time, did my first nationals in 2011. Uh, as a junior came out with three silvers. Uh, I think it was like team sprint, match sprint and kilo. And yeah. then I was like seventh in the curing. Cause I'd never done a bunch race. So, oh, wow. yeah. um, and then following year yeah it was like another outdoor nationals and was that the year i broke my collarbone no no that wasn't um so the
0: second time you did a bunch race when you broke your collarbone
1: (laughs) (laughs) i broke my collarbone riding a bmx at a track camp before junior worlds oh man yeah i was actually supposed to go to the 2013 junior worlds in new zealand um and two weeks before i was at a track camp broke my collarbone tried to get surgery um yeah i didn't really take all that well didn't go to Junior Worlds. And that was going to be my first Junior Worlds. But then I moved to Calgary, joined the skating team, went to my first Junior Worlds, got national team karting for skating. Oh, man. The story wrote itself kind of thing. (laughs) So
0: yeah, so the collarbone could have just changed the whole game. Like you could have just been a Yeah, I would have
1: gotten karting for cycling first. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Well, that probably worked out better. Because it seems like I mean, the Canadian team did have a national team, I guess, with like Ed Veal, and then back in the day, but it seemed like it kind of died out for a bit. And then like, Aiden Caves and uh, Jay yeah. Lamaru and, and, uh, Derek and Foley. Yeah. yeah, They all kind of came together in like, what was it? 2015, 2016, right after yeah. Rio and they've just blossomed. I mean, they went from yeah. 403 and to what a 352, almost 350. Right. Yeah. So, and then you come into the picture. Um, and so when did you decide like, Hey, I'm coming back?
1: Um, so for over the last few years, like I've done some national championships. That's really the only racing that I've done in in cycling since. Well, okay. So after the first Olympics, I did the Commonwealth games, but I showed up two months before the games, there was a trial. I said, Hey, can I do the trials? I made the time cut. I'm going to the Commonwealth games. Then, uh, then went back to skating afterwards. So like I would, did an Olympics six months later, did Commonwealth games, went back to skating. Uh, and then from in between that date in 2014 to 2018, I did two, two national championships, I think. Um, and basically what I did is I just like did a couple things on the local velodrome here like twice a week, uh, like a month before the nationals, and would show up to nationals, race, usually win the kilo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How badass yeah. is that? It's just like, yeah, I'm going to take some time off, and the only racing I'm going to do this year is I'm just going to do national championships, and then I'm going to win, and then <laughs> kind of move on from there. Yeah. Like, that's just so badass. Like, most people are like racing, like I need to do this race to get to this race to get to this race. Then I'm at nationals. Then hopefully we'll see what else happens. But for you, it's just like, I'll do nationals and then I'm really excited for World Cups and Worlds and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting thing because, um, yeah, it always falls in like a weird time in the skating format because yeah. it falls right after our altitude camp. So I was like, one year I thought, oh, I'll do the Omnium. I didn't yeah. finish the points race. It was like the longer version of the Omnium. Where like it was like 160 lap points race or something, but it had the flying 200 and the kilo in it, and I was like, I'm gonna win those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right on, yeah. So, so do you have like any ambitions past, um, past 2020 and 2021, to maybe even just crack into bunch racing? Because I've raced you in a bunch race, I've raced a scratch race with you, Mm -hmm. and that's not easy. I mean, I think you got second the time that we raced together, and it was in T town. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Do you have any bunch race ambitions?
1: I, I do. It depends really how the transition back to skating goes. I mean, I don't plan on retiring until after 2026. And even then, if I'm healthy, I don't see why I wouldn't keep going. It's a good yeah. life so far. Um, so I think depending on what is the new world cup format, how things plan out. Um, yeah. I, I love the scratch race. It's one of my favorite, like that and match printing and kilo. It's like my three favorite events. But the thing is like, it takes a very specific kind of scratch race for me to, have a realistic shot at anything so um yeah if the pace is like pretty steady the whole way then like I got a good three laps in me at the end but uh if things are are a little bit all over the place it's it's a long day
0: (laughs) for sure and uh, I mean even like from my experience you know I've been begged to kind of go over to the sprinting side of things and I just I can't do it like I don't for me, it's really hard to like justify going. Oh, I'm gonna fly across the country, go do a 200 meter, and especially like when you're trying to get into the sprinting world, there's a solid time where you just go, you do a 200, and you don't qualify for anything for the yeah. longest time. And eventually, crack in. So, have you ever been asked to like kind of like, hey, like test your hand at some of the sprinting? Maybe even trying to get that team sprint started. Because I mean, Hugo
1: and I mean, you guys got a pretty solid
0: sprint yeah. convention in Canada.
1: Well, it's it's interesting because like. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Team Pursuit squad now. But when I first was on the team in, in Commonwealth Games back in yeah. 2014, I was actually a sprinter. And I did the team sprint with Joe Veloce and Hugo Barrett. Oh, wow. Um, and we raced at Comm Games. And, yeah, it went, it went okay. I mean, the, the one downside to me is, that like, I'm not very good on the start. Uh, but I also don't really practice it all that much. So, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, my biggest downfall. So, like, I'm stuck. I have to be third position but I know that Hugo would be a great third man, but Hugo would also be a great starter if he like, if that was his focus. Yeah. But he, like, he can't ask you can't actually like a one rider to pick his position and then stick with it, even though he'd have like better shots at an individual performance, uh, just because yeah. one rider can't do any position other than third.
0: Yeah. for sure. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, there is, I do enjoy the sprinting. And when I came back, uh, like after the games, I waited two months and then I called the Federation and say, Hey, like, I'm ready to make a commitment. And that was kind of the part of why, like I always went and did a nationals every now and then. So like they know that I'm still interested in cycling. They know I can still ride a bike yeah. so that they know that one day I will call and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to give this amount of time away from skating where I only will ride my bike. And I'd like to try and qualify for the team. Like what, what do I have to do? And it's like, okay, come in. We'll have a couple meetings. We'll run you a, few, a few tests. And I tested pretty much um, equal to both programs so I had the sprint numbers if I wanted to be in the sprint team and I had the distance numbers if I wanted to be a p1 in team pursuit yeah um so then like k hey, like you're gonna have to make a decision you can't do both I was like are you sure I can't do both it's like yeah you can't do both yeah. <laughs> and, uh,
0: <laughs> whereas like I guess in speed skating because I'm looking at your personal records and I mean you even have like you have your 500 meter all the way to 5,000 meters which like you know if you're a track cyclist you know, we don't have, like, I couldn't tell you my 500 meter time right now. I couldn't, I guess within my kilo, but, um, but I could also tell you my 4k time. So it's like kind of interesting to see like the, the wide span. So I guess, is there like, like in speed skating, is there like a 5,000 man and a 500 guy or how does that work?
1: Yeah. Uh, at the world cup level, specialize uh, until you okay. get to a world cup level, you don't really specialize all that much. You really do it all. Um, it's good training, uh, yeah, like there's racing every weekend and it all gets recorded almost, but it's like yeah. uh, racing within like the, your own country and it's always here at the Velodrome, uh, the Oval. I always yeah. get those. Stuff. Um, always. But yeah, so you race as time trial, times are official. Um, you can't set a world record though, because it's not a sanctioned race, mm-hmm. but it's all like electronic timing. So the timing goes on the, the personal record site and everything. So it's pretty cool like that um But yeah, so really, you race almost everything up until you start to have to specialize for for World Cups and World Championships, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, haven't raced a five k in a few years now, uh, but the last one I did was a personal best, so I was really stoked on that. So, <laughs> I'll awesome. do it if I know I'll, I'll set a PB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sick.
0: Well, so I gotta ask you this: which team is better to travel with? I mean, at cool. this point, you've traveled with. And I want, and we'll get to this next one because I I want a story from each one of these teams because I know there's got to be some funny stories. I know Aiden a little bit, and I know those Canadian guys a little bit, and they they seem like fun dudes. But which team is the best to travel with, and why? Um, am I going to stir some stuff up
1: if you start sharing
0: this, or you just like I'm just not going to share this episode? Yeah, well, let's,
1: let's see. Um, if I had to just pick off the top of my head. Um, just being more of an individual sport athlete kind of background and, and my comfort levels and everything. Yeah. I would say, I would say I'd probably prefer to travel with the skating team, but that's yeah. just because it's normal to not be around people. Yeah. Which is if you're with a team pursuit team and you like actively choose to not be around them, it kind of looks bad on you for like, 100%, not yeah. wanting to be part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, I think wanting to be around someone versus like being a good teammate is, is something different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I say if I had to like pick a travel day, I'd probably pick the skaters just cause like being around them or not being around them. It's all the same.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so now I need, I need your, your funniest story and who would you rather room with at a uh, uh, team pursuit wise? So you get to pick one roommate and then what's the funniest story that you have,
1: traveling on all these team pursuit Hmm. if i had to pick one roommate uh, i'd probably pick Derek g okay i could see he stomps a bit when he walks but i mean (laughs) um i think our biggest like mismatch is that our sleep schedules are different like i'll wake up early but also go to bed real late and sometimes i'll wake up late but like he also wakes up early so our morning schedules are usually pretty similar but then at night he goes to bed three hours before me oh man and so like i'm just there with like i'll dim the lights a little bit and
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i'll just put the headphones in when i watch like my show yeah um but other than that like he, he tidies up nice and that's like something i'm pretty particular with it's just like a tidy room i find it nice yeah um and like everyone has a different level of like what they want for tidiness and, and what they're picky about. And I'm like, I'll be pretty vocal about like, Hey man, you left that out. And no yeah. one likes to hear that. No one likes, <laughs> no to, one one
0: likes to hear that, up. but he can take it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right usually we lose stuff out. So we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Right. On. Um, so I think I'd probably have to pick Derek. Uh, funniest story.
0: Yeah. Like there- if somebody were to be like, what's the craziest thing that's happened on a team pursuit trip and you could just be like, Oh, this one time Ooh. but that's Ooh. pg enough to where i will not
1: get you in trouble
0: because yeah. <laughs> i know we what had, it's like traveling
1: with a group of guys we had a fun uh a couple just two fun nights in the last two years that I, that i distinctly remember like oh yeah that was a good yeah. night yeah uh the first one was like the first time we really like got together as a team and um we got like a good a good size of the world cup to show up to this local bar or pub i guess in in milton yeah and it was like there was a, it wasn't world cups for a while and it was the first time that we all kind of like sat down and like had a couple beers between us and just kind of talked and like everyone was there from like new zealand to russia yeah. and um it was a good night and like adam tried to uh wanted to mess with me and mess with one of the guys from new zealand yeah um i don't even know like who the
0: guy is from new zealand
1: yeah yeah like, i know i know who it is yeah but like, i don't know who else is watching this because there's like a bunch of people that don't know their names or like yeah, yeah. Re- wouldn't recognize them but like one guy told like one guy said hey vince that guy likes that girl and i was like okay i can help with that i <laughs> so i walked up to the girl barely speaks english and i say hey cyclist from here wants to buy you a drink and dance and then she comes with me, like she trusts me for no reason. Yeah, no <laughs> and, reason at
0: all. all, the, all the, just yeah. the hand signals. It's yeah, like, just hand oh, okay, signals,
1: smile, confidence. And I, and I just walk her over and say, hey, man, I heard you liked her. So I brought her over. <laughs> uh, Is this you? Yeah. Is,
0: are you just meeting this individual too?
1: Yeah, I never met the guy before. I'd never spoke to him and I'd never spoke to the girl before. Oh, and, man. Hey, man, this guy said you liked her. So uh, I convinced her to come over and talk to you and then they just sat there didn't talk and and then
0: uh which is which is like cycling lingo for like hitting on each other usually yeah it's a bunch of cycles yeah. you just sit next to each other they're probably hitting on each other I
1: don't yeah know. <laughs> uh, funny bit was that um my teammate goes up to him it's like how's it going it's like she doesn't speak english man and then my teammate asked the girl, I was like do you speak english and she's like yes i speak english <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect
0: yeah yeah that's red. So so now with like all the coronavirus things and all these things going on, you guys have just gotten back together. Are you guys – so you are Are you back home in Calgary by yourself? Or are you uh, in a trading camp? Or what's going on up
1: there? Calgary is my home now. So I moved from Ottawa to Calgary to join the skating team back in 2012. Okay. I've uh, been here pretty much ever since. Um, for a good part of it, I was alone. I've had roommates every now and then. I have a roommate now, um, another skater. Sweet. um but yeah so we're yeah we live together it's pretty simple yeah uh townhouse and yeah right by the university like it's probably like a kilometer and a half away 700 meters from the grocery store like 600 meters from the train so i got everything right. I need.
0: so so are you are you in school right now or like are you doing any university stuff uh from?
1: no i'm uh yeah full-time in sport it, okay. with the skating uh, program it was actually quite hard to figure out the the school schedule because if I have to show up, if I have ice at nine, I have to show up at eight and I'm not out of there till noon. And then I have another session at three. So like I, I get like three hours in the middle of the day to like eat and rest before the next session and it goes from like three to five or three to six, depending on the session. Yeah. Um, so it gets kind of like hard. Cause that's like Monday to Wednesday. That's the schedule, like double day. Thursday is like just a one session. Then Friday is a double day. And Saturday is normally either a long bike ride or a race. So it's just like, well, I got Sunday and like half a Thursday to work with. And I just couldn't figure out the scheduling. Yeah. So instead, I focused my energy on, you know, working with the time I had in, in sport and, and see what I could do full, like uh, full gas into it.
0: Yeah. So just a question for you. What do you think the time is going to be to podium at the Olympic Games for 2021? Uh, like, do you think the guys are going to come out faster with, with all this quarantine rest? Because even you made a mention, it's like, we were all on different forms, whether we took three months off, we were, you know, you were skating or what was going on. Um, Do you think these guys are going to come out faster? I mean, when I was talking to Dan, Dan seems to think that it's going to be a pretty fast Olympic game.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be fast. I saw the track. It looks like it's going to be fast. It's like a pretty warm environment It's damp and it's warm and track looks quick. Um, So I would say, Yeah, I think it would still be fast. I think some teams – it really just depends on budget, really. Like, uh, if some teams spent their whole budget and they're not getting anything because of sponsors not renewing or anything like that, then maybe, you know, some teams can't train the way they need to. And it it has an impact on on the athletes, unfortunately. Um, So, I like, that would be something that would cause the teams to go slower. Yeah. Um, I think not all the teams rode all their nice tech at the World Championships. Danish team, for example, were running their stock arrow, like arrow bars, like the stock argon arrow bars, like nothing special. Yeah. Um, like and like we know they have the other one. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know that they're packing some heat, especially with the the crazy British man that's running around there helping them out. So this crazy um, guy going
1: around making people fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I think like he, you know, he helped me out with some extensions, and it just changed the game completely. Like yeah. I almost wish I had him in coach Obama. It would have been a different game. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's wild. Just like the little things. Cause I was actually talking on the phone with uh, one of your old, I don't know if it was your old coach, but uh, old sports director from Canada, Craig Griffin Yeah. Uh, last night. And we were just talking about CDA and just like the, like that's the game right now. Like everybody's so stressed about training and every, and any other thing, but like, people need to be stressed about how arrow you can get how fast you can get and that's yeah. that's the name of the game right now so are you guys like with what you can tell me are you guys do you guys have anything special coming out for the olympic games or is it one of those things that we're just going to have to wait and see
1: it's nothing that you haven't seen any other team yeah. with um i would say well that's that's just fact like that's the rules like you can't bring out anything yeah. more than what you've seen at world champs yeah um yeah nothing special i mean we're trying we're trying to best with uh, just manufacturing a like a very comparable aero like aero skin suit and yep. you know we did a couple bike fits already last year and we got some like in between aero, aero extensions because we had the we had ordered some extensions and they uh, they end up being illegal by the time we got them so we couldn't oh, use man. them yeah um so we're just working on like yeah a good solid like gym routine to allow us to be in the positions that we need and be comfortable in them and yeah, I think it's just a matter of, you know, we're we're working more on our yeah, our, our our line, our power distribution. We have like yeah. a good uh, physiologist that records everything and we get to see some uh live data of like we we'll watch video and it's overlaid with power and and all sorts of things and it gives us some really good feedback. So our progression rate is is really high, I would say like in terms of you know, how far teams have advanced in the last few years. I mean, yeah, kind of being yeah, a, team to like sometimes at some world cups you know finishing on the podium so it's just like um yeah i think like we have a shot of 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 improving over in the next year and i'm pretty excited about it and yeah we'll see how how things pan out um i don't think we have anything too special in in the works but uh we're just trying to nail down you know the the big pieces the big yeah the things you can control that makes
0: sense yeah yeah. Cause I mean, I think of you guys as like the David and Goliath team. I mean, as much as like, even with us, it's like, yeah, we can be dominant or we can be good, but we never were ever at the level that you guys got to, which was so impressive. I mean, you literally went from winning world cups, getting crashed at a world championship by getting passed to then, you know, going to coach and like, smashing the team pursuit there winning more world cups showing up to milton i mean and you guys that's your home track i mean yeah there's some home court advantage but if you guys have ever ridden a track that track isn't the easiest track to ride like it's it's like very pancake flat it's hard to get into the turns and i think would you guys do a 54 there yeah i, mean, I
1: think it was like 2018 maybe. might have been a 56 i'm not sure Th- yeah uh, I- I wasn't on that ride. I rode with the next gens that, that world. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. So you were riding on a B team that world cup. And then the next year you're doing a 58 second kilo. And just to kind of like start to segue into that, um, because I love the kilo, I think it's a great event. Um, where's your ambitions lie for trying to set a world record? Like, I mean, two seconds is a lot of fucking time. Yeah. But, I got
1: a lot of big ideas. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and, 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 because I saw that ride in Cochabamba and my mouth was just on the floor the entire time, all the way to you walking to the podium. So what, what is your thoughts on trying to go for, you know, even a kilo world championship medal and even a kilo world record?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the world championship medal is, is, is within the grasp. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I yeah, I didn't do any kilo work leading into Worlds. Uh, just did the team pursuit stuff with the team, and then I didn't get put into the ride for the team pursuit for the qualifying. Then it, we didn't get around one, so then I was like, I was tapered or not tapered. I was like prepared and prepped for team pursuit, and then I was like, oh no, team pursuit. All right, day off, and then go do two thirty-second efforts, and you gotta. By the way, you're racing the kilo, so it's like, all right, <laughs> like fuck yeah, like I, I want to race the kilo <laughs> for sure. Like, um, but being fourth by like a tenth of a second or like a couple hundredths of a second kind of burned me a little bit. Like, so it's like, oh, hell yeah, fourth the worlds. Good job, Vince. So I was like, yeah. I didn't get a medal. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, I didn't get to bring anything home. And I bet, yeah. I bet part of it too would have been like, well, I just got third. Well, you know, it's like, I'm just because in the kilo, it's like a couple hundredths, you know, yeah. like, I mean, those guys are literally being split very very close like like almost just pumping if they pump their tire up a little bit more they might have crossed the line first i
1: don't know and it's hard too because all the guys are pretty much a second faster than me on the first lap
0: uh
1: and it's just like well i spent the last 750 meters going faster than everyone yeah yeah so do you think
0: do you think that you would have to completely focus on the kilo and kind of pull yourself out of the team pursuit or do you think you would you could still do team pursuit you just need a little bit more focus on the kilo
1: yeah. If, if I, if the ambition was to bring back a, a world champs medal um, and I knew that that was going to be a goal, I would definitely focus more more on that. But yeah. because the reality of how sport funding works is if it's not an Olympic event, you know, it's not a priority because that's not where our funding is, is going, you yeah. know, um, like your dreams are, are one thing, but our goals are another.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I I've, Yeah. I've been there so you gotta
1: on. be a team player and you take your, You know, you capitalize on the moments that they give you and you enjoy those for what they are.
0: Well, awesome, man. Well, I don't want to keep you too long because I know like you seem like a guy that's running a hundred miles a minute. And uh, yeah, just to to leave us with one more thing. uh, What is five things that you couldn't live without in quarantine? Um, Because it seems like Canada is doing well right now. I mean, America, we're doing great with the coronavirus. If if you guys can't see me right now, um, I was totally being sarcastic. Uh, we're completely fucking this up but uh <laughs> anyways what's five things that you couldn't live without in quarantine man? um all right my bikes okay bikes yeah um how many bikes is that are we about to like start nicking some stuff off
1: or are you gonna have to leave one bike home oh no <laughs> bikes, bikes. <laughs> all bike, road bike gravel bike track bike commuter bike crap uh, we just do all five <laughs> 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 all right so we got bikes i'll, I'll give you that yeah, just yeah, one bikes um I got a VR, uh, racing setup for cars. Oh man. Yeah. So I got like these VR glasses and a steering wheel and a chair. Uh, <laughs> and like, I like it. I can talk with my like buddies that were also playing. Oh man. So that's, that's probably one thing that I definitely enjoyed on this quarantine.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: um, all right, VR and my car car. Yeah. Just, just, I don't know why I don't even drive that far, but like, I feel like I need it. Feel like you need it. All right. Yeah um damn i'm a very simple guy Like i don't feel like i need all that much but i guess clothing clothing <laughs> but, yeah clothing so is, is that a good a given?
0: one
1: yeah that's a given um and uh does it have to be a thing or can it be like something i do it could, it could be a, it could be a person it could be it could
0: be something you do i mean it could be anything then going camping that's there you go so camping cars bikes and vr yeah boom done well vincent i appreciate your time man thank you so much for doing this with us and guys if you haven't already please go down to the description below that's where you can find all of his social links check him out follow him he'll be at both olympics probably who knows we'll we'll, we look forward to seeing those selections come out and yeah thanks again cheers thanks for having me